Welcome to Devil Horns. This is Corey. You know, the past uh, year or so, I've noticed that Chicago, there's like something about Chicago. I don't know what it is, but it seems to be like this hotbed of great post-metal bands. And uh, one of the best has an album coming out very soon, actually, next week, September 23rd. That band is called Beak. It's issuing its first full-length album. And they were so kind as to allow me an advanced listen. And I feel really special because... It is a really, really great album. Very brutal, very hard-hitting, yet it is very complex, and and uh, there's a lot more going on. And so um, I just love it, and I welcome Beak, lead vocalist and guitarist, John Slusher, to the show. Thanks for joining me tonight, man. Thanks for uh, having me, Corey. Absolutely. Like I said, blown away by the new album, and uh, that is called uh, Let Time Begin, and uh, comes out next week. Um, so... Uh, before we talk about the album specifically, uh, can you tell me a little bit about Beak, sort of how the band came together and what your journey's been up to this point, releasing your first full length? Sure. Yeah, it's been a it's been it's been quite a, uh, a long journey. Um, we uh, the, the the four of us uh, started out as a, another post kind of band, uh, post rock band um, uh, by the name of the Timeout Drawer uh, here in Chicago. Um, they were established uh, already, um, you know, in the early 2000s. I joined them in 2003. Um, it was back in the days when um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of experimentation going on in Chicago. I think there was a lot of uh, crossover, definitely uh, electronics and uh, and and rock. Um, you know, tortoise made waves. You know, right uh, around that time, and uh, there was a lot of uh, their influence that kind of spread across. Uh, you know, that was the the days of uh, Aphex Twin and uh, hmm. you know all of the the, the warp uh, movements uh, back then and uh, you know at the time I'd uh, moved up from Missouri uh, to um, you know to uh, to make electronic music uh, if you'll believe that uh, and uh, um, so I was in a you know an experimental band uh, called Found Objects uh, where you know which as you can imagine used uh, you know a lot of found sound to make uh, kind of beat music, uh, IDM, I think they called it back then. Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and it was fun. Uh, it, was, it was a good time. Um, but it was back in the days where you could, you know, put put just about anything together uh, and go out and play shows. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we were uh, all kind of uh, up in, in the same scene, um, kind of hanging out in the same places uh, um, and, you know, kind of became friends before we were ever in a band. Uh, so I joined those guys in 2003 um, and we made a record together as uh, the timeout drawer um, that ended up being, um, you know, had a few extra songs for uh, for an EP. So we uh, kind of did a couple of releases uh, uh, like that um, and, um, you know, kind of decided uh, that the the sound and the, the limitations on the style uh, were, were a bit too sterile for, for uh, you know, what we wanted to do as a band. Uh, shortly after uh, the recording engineer that uh, uh, recorded those records, Andy uh, Bosnick, is now uh, the other guitarist in Beak. So we kind of, uh, 
you know, all uh, got along really well and um, um, started playing together and decided that uh, we wanted to sort of change the way we did a lot of things. Um, uh, Time Out Drawer played to a clock, you know, to a, uh, to a click, and we had a lot of extra electronics going on that, uh, you know, uh, that we were kind of experimenting with at the time. We wanted to strip all that down and uh, just kind of go for something a lot more focused um, and definitely a lot heavier. Um, and we wanted vocals. Uh, Time Out Drawer didn't really have any vocals, um, it's, uh, you know, so we wanted to kind of put a lot of, uh, yeah, I guess enough into it and take enough out of it where we decided to, to just, you know, call it a completely different thing. And, uh, and so I guess Beak was born at, at, at that time. And, um, uh, so, so that was, yeah. And that was like uh mid, mid twenties, uh, two thousands. Um, and, uh, we did a lot of, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty, pretty transition. You know, there, there was a lot of transition, um, because, uh, you know, we, we had come from where we had come and from and where we were going, you know, we weren't quite sure. So, um, we released an EP, uh, that was five tracks, but that was, uh, kind of a cut, uh, cut down from probably 11 or 12 tracks. So we went into the studio with, um, and the other, you know, five, six tracks, um, didn't make it on there because they weren't, uh, they didn't really fit. So, um, uh, Erie, which is the EP, um, is what we, uh, started out with a couple of years ago. Um, and that's sort of, uh, kind of what came out of, you know, all of these, uh, decisions and, 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 uh, and these experiments that we were doing. So, um, so we did that and, um, definitely, uh, going into, um, the writing and recording of Let Time Begin, we had a much better idea. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. That is more or less how Beat Guts uh, came to be. Cool, cool. And uh, I'm also curious about the band name, Beak. Uh, is there a story behind that? or uh, how, how... Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there really should be more of a story, right? Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it's one of those things um, um, you... Uh, you, you form something, you want, you have to call it, you want, you want, you want to call it something. Um, and then, uh, the way we do, we're very, you know, very democratic. Um, there's four of us and we all have ideas. Um, and, uh, so we kind of put an email chain that, um, you know, and, and, and not an exaggeration, probably for a good year, we were an unnamed band. Um, and we had close to 50 names, we were playing around with, you know, kind of contributed by, by everybody in the band. Um, uh, Beak sort of stuck because it was short. Uh, being in a band called the Timeout Drawer, you can imagine we wanted something a little more concise, <laughs> uh, a little more direct. <laughs> so um, I think, uh, you know, at the time, um, we, we just, we wanted something uh, quick, something that, 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 uh, you know, when we when we told it to somebody, they would not ask us to say it again. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of that, and it comes from, and it actually comes from. We were pretty obsessed with a uh, giant squid at the time, so um, there was, you know, the squids that you know they they have uh, beaks themselves, and right, right. At one point, yeah, at one point we were gonna go with beak of the squid, but we were just like, fuck it, we'll just you know we'll just call it beak. <laughs> and then I swear to God, like a month later. Uh, fucking Jeff, what is his name? Jeff Bar Barrows? Is that a, the, the guy from Portishead? Fucking 
you know, comes out with a record uh, <laughs> of the same title with a little carrot in front. Thank, thank goodness. But uh, <laughs> oh, that's how that. Yeah, but, and but, but we had already like we had already like put the name on the record. We'd already released the record. Uh, it was like too late to to do anything about it. But what yeah. are you gonna do at times? But he doesn't seem to mind. We're not. We don't seem to mind. So. Cool. cool. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's very memorable. For some reason, it, it's, it stands out, you know, and it sticks with you. And it's a very, just a very pointed word and something that just, it, it sticks in there, you know, it's, it, it works well. It, it, yeah, the, the monosyllable, uh, yeah, yeah. If you can find, if you can find one, you should go with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the simple short ones are few and far between anymore. Like everyone's used band names and there there are bands out there, you know, have have been sharing names for a long time and things. And it gets all. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like there's ghosts, you know, there's like three or four ghosts in the world now. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's funny. I'm in another band uh, by the name of Starless and um, there are two or three other bands by that name as well. Um, And I just don't give a fuck anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah but um so let's talk about the album uh your first full length how is this different than the ep because like you said you recorded actually there, there are five or six other songs that you had recorded didn't make the cut um and so now you have this full length um did you cut a lot of songs from this or sort of what was the process behind making this specific album now we i mean um interestingly enough we uh we now that you mentioned it, one of the songs that we we happened to cut from the first record, we uh, went back to, and um, you know, having a much better idea of what we were going for, um, we we uh, decided to you know rearrange it and record it um, as uh, you know for this record. It's the uh, the last track on the song, "Fiery the Rose." I love that one. Um, that was awesome. Uh, Man. I mean, they're uh, all good. Yeah, but... and... <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Um, so yeah, I think we we had we had a much better idea of what we were going for. We had a lot more confidence going into this one. Um, like I said, you know, there the we knew what was working, you know, between the four of us um, out of the you know the five tracks uh, on the EP. So we kind of went with that. Um, I do uh, most of the initial writing, and I do a lot of the arrangements. Um, and I think I yeah I, I did all of the lyrics on on this one. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and, uh, I guess in the past we had a a little bit more of a collaborative process, um, initially, like we, you know, would kind of try and jam some things out, but, uh, um, you know, through the, the process of this, I, I decided to kind of try and have a much better idea of what, what the song was going to turn out to be before bringing it to the band. And I think that worked in our favor, um, because there is, you know, a little bit more of a, uh, you know, just a more complete idea to, to, to present to the, you know, to the other players. And, then, you know, we fill it out based on that, as opposed to trying to find the idea while we are, you know, playing. That makes total sense. Um, because while you're listening to it, you're exactly right. There's a whole theme uh, through each song. And then as, you know, through the album as a whole, you know, it tells a story. And uh, that, I think that'd be hard, harder to achieve if you were just jamming it out and just trying to find find the song, find the groove sort of as you were writing it, you know, in, in that way. And I think it just yeah. be really hard. Like I said, you know, when I was opening up that uh, there's a lot of complexity 
in this. And again, I think that would be really hard to achieve if you're just trying to jam things out and throw a song together that way. You know, not, not throw right. throw a song together. You know, just uh, not to say it's a, it's a thrown together thing and, and a simple process by any means. But you know, actually going down and, and having an idea, uh, arranging things. Um, you can tell that there was a lot of thought behind this, and it's very deliberate. Uh, but at the same time, it's not it, it's not uh, me- mechanical, I guess. It's not, you know, sort of a stiff, rigid kind of thing. I mean, the songs just develop very beautifully and uh, takes yeah, on some uh, nice highs and lows. It's real good. Yeah, right. For, fortunately, for, uh, fortunately for me, uh, the, the other guys in the band are very um, uh, strong-willed as well, so... Um, as you know, I can, I can present an idea, but, uh, they are also very passionate about, um, about the music themselves and they, and they definitely, um, you know, uh, see to it that, that we, that we're not just going through the motions when we write a song. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really great stuff. Um, you know, a lot of post-metal bands, um, you know, don't have that level, I guess, of, of complexity there that you do. I mean, you have some really brutal grooves, man, and things going on that are just like they're melting your face off, and I love it. But you you counterbalance that, and you, you offer like these these moments of sort of relief, and like, man, I need a break for a second because that was intense, and you 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 offer that and and do a lot of uh, you know sort of softer things, more melodic things, you know, and. Uh, and by the way, thank you. Now that I think of it, thank you for a lot of guitar leads on this. I noticed. Oh that, sure, that's yeah. Else. I, that, that was one of our. That was one of our. Uh, you know, one of our goals was to try to lead a little bit more with this one, as, uh, as opposed to the last one. We wanted to. Um, we, uh, you know, I we like I said, we're a lot more confident in in what we're doing in our playing. Um, we're much better musicians than you know than we've ever been, and we wanted to bring that to the record. And you know, I think. Back in, like I was saying, we come from uh, the early days um, of like kind of the post rock and the um, you know the IDM and the sort of faceless uh, wave of music. If, if if you follow me, you know the right. um, the you know staring down at the floor kind of you know was you know at the, at the time it just it wasn't cool to have a personality, um, you know, and, and being in Chicago, being in the Midwest, it just you know kind of um, uh, it, it all kind of you know supports that i guess um and so we you know getting you know getting older and um being um you know getting older and just you know, and, and and getting better um we wanted to make sure that we were not holding ourselves back uh just because of you know some thought of they're not you know of, of being too uh too forward i guess if you will yeah yeah and, uh, you know, there are times, and while I will classify this, you know, hands down, a, a post-metal album, something that's very brutal, very heavy, very, very cool. I love I love your vocals, too. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But um, at the same time, again, there were, there were just these parts of songs that, like, I was almost, like, thinking I'm listening to, like, King Crimson or something like that. You had some great, great little lead things, some little, you know, weird timings going on you know some uh i don't even know what it was it's seven or, or something like that but uh you know great so little things seven, like eight, that. But, yeah yeah, yeah we've, we've got some i, I favor some i favor five and seven eight here and there and so it's something that kind of just kind of comes naturally some for some reason yeah you managed to have this good uh really cool like prog almost element into it and i i, I can't classify this as prog at all but it, there, you just have these little elements that you sort of sprinkled in there 
that work really, really well amongst all the brutality going on around it. And uh, right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think you know uh, we we all have very diverse tastes in music. We have you know we we listen to everything. You know, I, I got to say like the um, you know I, I like a lot of metal, but um, it's you know what I was going to say as a, a as a comment to what you were saying about the. Uh, the release, you know, that, that, that happens, you know, periodically in the music, um, you know, my biggest problem with, me- with, with a lot of metal is the lack of dynamics. Um, and, uh, that's definitely something that, you know, we try to, to bring to the, to the music. And unfortunately, um, it's not something that is, uh, very, um, palatable, I guess, to your, you know, your average metal music listener. Um, but, um, we stopped caring about that a long time ago. <laughs> That's good. I, I respect that. It, you're just doing what you want to do, and you're just like, well, people like it. They might not like it. We're just going to do it because you know, it makes yeah, us Yeah, yeah. We, we stopped caring a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. That's important. That's actually really important. Uh, it, it turns out, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, again, your vocals, man, intense. I mean, you're screaming the, the whole time. And... Uh, I mean, what's that experience like, uh, especially, I guess, you know, playing live or in the studio? Again, it, I've just always been fascinated with vocalists like yourself that can be so intense and deliver so much power and scream uh, so well. And I just don't understand how you just, like, your throat isn't bleeding by the end of, like, even one song. And uh, you do a whole album here and, and, and going out and playing live, screaming a lot. So uh, how, do you, how do you do these vocals? How do you sort of take care of your voice? It's, uh, you know, uh, you know, I smoke a lot of weed and, uh, you know, uh, I smoke cigarettes and I, and I drink whiskey and that's, oh, perfect. you know, that yeah. seems to work. Yeah. It seems to work really well. It's a trifecta no, right I there. Mean, that's great. Yeah. 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 Those three, those are the <laughs> combination. Uh, no, I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I don't drink, uh, you know, tea or I, you know, I tried to gargle with salt water. Um, that, that actually does help. Like both of those things help. Um, but, uh, I just never really got into the habit of doing that. Um, a lot of it's just, you know, a lot of it's technique, you know, I've, I've, I've been singing and, you know, singing, clean singing or whatever for, for years before I started to try to scream. So I at least had, you know, some kind of background in, you know, breath control and, uh, which, you know, whether, you know, a lot of music teachers or your voice teachers, I should say, would, you know, frown upon screaming altogether, you know, saying, you know, ruin your voice. But um, if you decide to scream, you really should um, back it up with technique and find, you know, uh, find teaching or a teacher um, who will, you know, kind of guide you through uh, the the breathing because it, it really, you know, it's, it's all about relaxing and, and, and there is a bit of stress that, that, that is unavoidable, I think with screaming, but, um, you can avoid, you know, a, a large percentage of it just by, you know, screaming right, I guess, you know, for lack of a better, uh, better term, but, um, but, you know, and, and even saying that, like, it's, it's, it's rough, man. Um, you know, we get into the studio, we start practicing, you know, in the I mean, the studio is easy um, because you can take a break. I mean, you can, you know, you do a song or you do a verse and, you know, you can, you can stop the tape, 
you know, take a drink of water, whatever, gargle some water, whatever it is you do, and, and you know, and do the rest. And live, it's, it's a completely different thing because not only do you have to execute that one song, but you have to execute all of the rest of them, too. Um, we're getting ready to play a show tomorrow, actually, so um, I've, I've got very uh, recent first-hand experience with, uh, you know, getting this shit together. Um, and, uh, yeah, I gotta say, like, you know, half the time I'll walk out of practice with, you know, splitting headache, uh, you know, if I don't watch it, like it's, it's, uh, it's not easy. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, the music is not the same without it. So it's, you know, kind of a, uh, that's a sacrifice you have to make, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, that being said, you just, you have to watch yourself and it's, um, singing, especially screaming, it's, it's an, it's like an athletic kind of thing, you know, um, if you're, if you're pitching, you know, if you're pitching in a, you know, as a professional baseball pitcher or whatever, you know, you, you pitch one night and then you've got the next three or four nights off and those guys fucking sit in like an ice bath or whatever they do, you know, to, to, to keep their, you know, their arms or, you know, in my case, my throat just sort of at a, you know, at a manageable point so that the next time you, you go out there to do it, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. Now, is that especially, now this would primarily relate to live performances, but, uh, um, screaming on top of your, um, would you consider yourself like lead guitarist or do you, are you pretty much like sharing pretty much equal guitar duties with, with the other? Yeah. I would, yeah. Andy and I are, uh, you know, we, we, wouldn't we were we wouldn't say that either of us are you know lead guitarists but um mm. uh you know we're both uh we're both you know we're both lead guitarists and rhythm guitarists you know it's just yeah, uh, yeah. The, the way it usually ends up is one of us will have you know we'll have a riff and um you know there are there are leads that he you know that he writes um when it's appropriate for me to play the rhythm and you know and, and and vice versa so um we kind of share the duties i guess now is that especially challenging uh being that you're pulling double duty here you're you're screaming doing all the vocals and uh, a lot of these guitar parts as well is there uh was there a learning curve there was you know have you do you have a lot of experience sort of doing both at the same time on this yeah level? Yeah, like I said, you know, I mean, it's been years and years that I've played guitar and, and, and done singing, and I've uh, done a lot of, uh, you know, sort of uh, finger-picking and playing. I play a lot of acoustic guitar, okay. actually, and, um, um, you know, and a lot of, like, single note-picking and stuff like that. And I've always, you know, it's, it's the whole reason I started playing guitar was so I could sing and play guitar, so... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's been something that I've kind of, you know, just maintained for for a long time so you know getting into you know doing this as a performance it's there's definitely things to learn you know especially when you're standing up um the whole you know and then you 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 put a microphone into the equation and you know and then you have to be direct with that and you know you can't you can't be staring down at your guitar and you know and belting out you know these kinds of vocals um so yeah there's a huge learning curve it's it's a really difficult and actually you know we've been practicing the shit out of these you know out of this record we're we're going to play the the whole record um tomorrow night um at our release show oh, beautiful. and um wow. 
yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna play it from the beginning to end, just like it, you know, as as you know, as, as close as we can get it to sound. And then, uh, so so yeah, through that process, it's been uh, it's it's it hasn't been easy, you know, to uh, to get all of those elements together because in the studio, again, you know, uh, there were a lot of things that we kind of did um, separately, um, you know, with overdubs, and mm-hmm. and then had to kind of come back to. And uh, you know, bring together a live situation. But you know, if uh, we're, I, you know, we sound pretty good, so I'm not afraid. <laughs> nice, nice. I have no doubt. Um, uh, now you're talking about you know how uh, you know before you were doing uh, you know sort of EDM music back in the day, and now you know you transition to metal here. Um, but I'm listening to this album, and uh, you know, I'm hearing a lot of. Uh, again, uh, amongst the the sort of prog things, there are also some like soundscape sort of things every once in a while, some more experimental things. Is there, did you bring in sort of an electronic element into this to mix in, or are you all just guitars, bass, drums, um, uh, or are there some, like, sampler things or maybe some synth things going in there as well? There's, um, uh, well, okay, so uh, Jason um, is our bass, quote, bass player, um, unquote. He, uh, um, all of the bass uh, on the record is actually a uh, it's a, a Moog uh, micro Moog that has been detuned. Um, oh wow, that's awesome! To, like for the sub bass, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he actually plays keyboard. Um, he and he and then he has um, it is a, a Russian synthesizer. It's called a Polyvox. Um, that uh, that that he plays. Um, probably what you're, you know, what you're referring to is like the, the soundscapey kind of, kind of stuff. So he, um, he kind of is in charge of, of, uh, of, of providing a lot of that stuff. And then we also brought in uh, a micro Korg, um, and, and did some kind of vocoding here and there, um, to, to sort of bring another, you know, uh, elements into the music. Oh my God. I have so a, I, think I have a micro Korg too. And I love that thing, man. It's a, yeah, an amazing yeah, they're pretty. Music. They're they're great. Yeah, it's a, a, a um, I mean, you can you can get as uh, involved with it as you want, but but out of the box, it you know it also already sounds great. Right on. Wow. So you're kind of like the Doors because that's what the the Doors did back in the day. You know, uh, all the bass. Oh yeah, was... yeah. Ray Ray Man's there did the, <laughs> right. the, the the bass on his left. Yeah, with his left hand. And yeah, yeah. right. So that's, yeah, I guess so. That's cool. And, and the thing is, it's weird. I'm primarily a bass player myself. Um, okay. And I play a lot of things, but uh, bass is, is pretty much my bag. And and uh, I didn't note it. Like, nothing ever stuck out to me. Like, that's not a real bass. They're doing that on synth. Uh-huh. That, you know, you totally got me. So that was, that's awesome, man. Cheers. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. so there's that. Oh, man. Man, that's awesome. Um, it, it, would you, could you see yourself maybe bringing on a, a an actual uh, bassist, a uh, bass guitar player well, at some point? Yeah, yeah, actually, like the next record. So Jason, um, the, the keyboard player, is, uh, also plays bass um, and, and has played bass for years. Um, and uh, just kind of the way the band originally evolved, you know, he was on keyboard duty like as a, as a given, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, you, you can't play bass and do all these cool keyboard sounds. So, um but he's uh, pretty, you know, I guess kind of over the the whole idea of like playing bass on, uh, you know, on a microcord. So he's been very, um, 
you know, he's been suggesting uh, quite a bit lately that for the next record he wants to play bass. So we may we may try and get a keyboard player to kind of come in and and do you know the keyboard parts while you know while we sort of write songs around like the the core of the songwriting would be just you know two guitars, bass, and drums. So oh, cool. we'll see how it goes. Yeah, awesome. Um, let's uh, let's talk some themes going on here. Um, you know, like I said, I, you know, I think a lot of the songs in and of themselves tell little stories and then, uh, as a whole, the album, you know, is, is just a really great, uh, piece as a whole. Um, so what kind of themes are you exploring here, both, uh, in your songs and then as, as a whole in your album? Well, the idea, um, uh, you know, originated, uh, from, um, you know, Jason, Jason's, uh, very big uh fan of the uh the movie the exorcist uh and the and the novel uh william peter blatty mm. and uh we we actually as the timeout drawer did a a cover of the um tubular bells um the mike oldfield that's is that his name oh cool yeah um yeah you know the little piano piece in the beginning we did like a right. kind of a hardcore version of that and it's really like looking back on it that that song itself was just was like an obvious, you know, transitional song to what we're doing today. Um, but uh, he uh, was reading um, the third book in that series called Legion, um, which um, there's an idea in it uh, toward the end um, where uh, where uh, the, the idea being that. Uh, the, the world was created uh, when the angels fell uh, after, you know, the war in heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, it was created, uh, you know, and, and it the, you know, the fall of, of Lucifer um, sort of tying into, you know, the, the, the Prometheus idea, the, you know, the bringing of the light, uh, you know, and, and light, and, you know. Yeah. And so... Um, and so the the idea kind of came from that. There's, you know, I'm a huge uh, Paradise Lost, you know, Milton. I love that, you know, the uh, uh, the uh, I love that story. I love the way, you know, it was uh, written by Milton. So I I brought in a lot of those themes. Um, we also have, uh, you know, some Stephen Hawking in there. You know, I wanted to I want I didn't want it to be. It's really easy. Like you know, you take those two ideas, like Milton and you know, Legion, you can easily just start, you know, singing about Satan and it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're every other fucking, you know, you're doing everything, you're doing what everybody else is doing. So right. I tried to bring some quote, you know, some stoner science into it, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, we round, rounding it out with, uh, sort of some, you know, there's a lot of Cormac McCarthy sort of themes going on in there. Nice. Um, so we, we, we like to, We'd like to think, at least, that you know, we uh, we we would like to bring a lot of literal, you know, themes uh, together in our concept. So, wow, that's, that's some... sort of how, yeah, so like a mixture of all of those things, you know, while trying not to get too close to any one of them because we also wanted it to be our own thing. Right, right, and that that is some really really smart uh, sort of. Uh, concepts to be working with there and uh, man just me being when I started college back too long ago um, I was a a lit major 
myself. And so uh, I am, I'm way, <laughs> I know all about Milton and, uh, all yeah, about the, all right, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the divine I, you know, comedy I, notes. <laughs> I took one literature class when I was in, uh, when I, when I went to college and, and Milton, and that's actually how I got introduced to Milton and it mm. just kind of stuck with me ever since. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's also some, way too long ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, probably not, not, not as long as me. Um, I got some years. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's some really cool stuff. And, and I appreciate that because, um, me, I'm, I'm a musician and a songwriter too. And I, I just mess around. I've been in a lot of bands and, and things, but, uh, for me, what I tend to do, I find a, uh, uh, an influence or a topic, like for example, I, I'd love, uh, horror movies myself. And when you were talking about the exorcist, I was like, yes, yes, that's so cool. Um, right, right. But, uh, uh, one of my favorite, I'm a, I'm a big zombie movie fan, like from back in the day. Uh -huh. um, and one of my favorite zombie movies is uh, Zombie 2, which was uh, uh -huh. uh, Lucio Fulci's, uh, one of his masterpieces. And so <laughs> I'm totally like, I want to write some songs influenced by this. But I totally took it like way, way far where it's literally I'm just I'm telling the story of the movie in the songs themselves, you know, and it's not like I made it right, my yeah, own, yeah. but I'm just sort of retelling the movie just with, you know, music behind it. But I, I really respect and I, I sort of envy what you do uh, because you can be influenced and love these works of art and uh, but you can still make it something your own where it doesn't even, you know, people aren't going to say, oh, wow, that's obviously Milton or that's obviously this or that, you know, you've, uh, you've created something that, uh, is I think very original from these influences and, uh, that's great. That's great. So, uh, I really respect I'm, that. I'm glad you think so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it really comes from, um, you know, it, it, it comes from mixing the things you, you know, you have one thing, like I was saying, you know, you've got, you've got your, you've got Satan, right. Okay. You've got him. And then you gotta, you gotta have, have something on the other side to kind of, you know, to make sure that you know you're, you know you, you can think about Satan. You can't be a, you don't want to be a Satanist. So <laughs> uh, it's it's a fine line. It's, it's definitely a fine line. I, I think a, a lot of uh, I, what helps me. You know, I'm not like a uh, Tom Waits. I think said it best. He uh, he said some songs grow out of the ground like a potato, um, and others you have to put together with uh, you know your 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 mom's pool cue and you know and whatever else he said. Uh, but I'm the, I'm on the latter side, you know, I, I, I have to piece songs together from things that, that I recognize as being powerful to me, you know, and then, and then I try to, you know, uh, grab whatever kernel of that is, you know, and try to try to get at that, you know, uh, as best I can and kind of put those things together and then, you know, make it, make it something, uh, something else, you know, so it's, uh, and uh, a lot of it, uh, I use uh, cutouts, um, you know, the uh, the Burroughs, you know, William Burroughs, uh, you know, Bowie did it a lot, you know, on the, uh, the uh, what is it, the Warsaw Trilogy, whatever he calls that. Uh, mm, yeah. Where you basically, you know, um, there are phrases uh, out of Paradise Lost <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and uh, I, I use Leviathan a lot, uh, Thomas Hobbes. Oh yeah, and nice. um, uh, a lot of Philip K. Dick, um, a lot of you know sci-fi and stuff that I've picked up, a lot of New Age books and shit like that. So 
Wow. I used to be a lot better. I used to be a lot better at it, and I have a huge collection of these like cutout phrases. So when it's time to write songs, it's actually, um, you know, I usually have a ton of, you know, word like uh, pieced words pieced together like um in a, in a notebook that they're they're not songs but they're and they're not really poems either they're just you know word associations from these cutouts and then when it's time to write a song um i have that source material to sort of draw from so it's sort of a uh it's a it's a process it's a it's a pretty uh involved process that uh um that that i go through to to you know to get to the end product so the themes there, you know, need to be maintained, but a lot of times you can avoid the pain of trying to, uh, you know, of the, you know, the alliteration and the, the, you know, just the, you know, just trying to get the inspiration of, of, you know, just actually having, you know, saying something that uh, fits lyrically, you know, that hmm. a lot of that is uh, sort of offset by having, you know, the source material to draw from. Wow. Uh, it's, I'm thinking you're pretty much one of the most well-rounded uh, musicians I've talked with because you're just throwing stuff out there. I'm like, wow, this is really, really cool. Um, two names you just threw out there that are, are blowing me away. Um, you know, Philip Dick, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of re-re-re-reading, um, you know, do, um, uh, what is it, Electric Cheap, or do, um, do uh, Robot Stream of Electric Cheap. Um, oh yeah, a, yeah, a brilliant book. But uh, you also mentioned Tom Waits and William Burroughs, uh, two <laughs> heroes of mine. Um, yeah, yeah, I grew know. up with those guys. Oh my god, oh my god, and uh, that's really, really cool. Tom Waits, of course, one of the uh, one of my I, yeah, uh, him, uh, you know, him and Nick Cave. I think I would wow, place yeah. top, top two, like my my top two favorite, you know, songwriters. You know, the guys like lyricists. You know. Like those guys can tell, like they just bring these worlds, you know, out. Um, I, I I really envy the way they, that they can do that, um, and just they they have all of these characters, you know, and in, in, in um, you know the whole Milton inspiration. A lot of that's supported by uh, like by what Nick Cave does. He, he mentions, you know, Milton and Paradise Lost, and, yeah. you know, the song Red Right Hand, you know, all that stuff's based on that. So it's definitely kind of you know, geeking out on the, on the Nick Cave uh, angle there with that. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's brilliant stuff. And, um, you know, this is, this is great that we can talk about this and I, I can just find, uh, find so much more out about you and, and how you write songs and where your inspiration comes from, because there's so much more going on underneath the surface than, you know, just writing some riffs, screaming some lyrics and yeah, it might mean something to you or me or whatever. But I mean, there's, there's a lot of things going on here, and it's it's far more complex under the hood, which is totally fascinating to me. This is this is really cool. And uh, well, we'd like to think we're yeah. I mean we're 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 all super, uh, you know, just we all read a lot. We're all we're all pretty nerdy, you know, behind the the the, the angry facade. You know, we are we are angry. We are angry, but uh, we're angry nerds. So. <laughs> Well, totally badass, man. I mean, th this album rocks. Um, I was blown away, like I told you before, and and uh, I think everyone out there, give this a listen. Um, there's something for everyone. You know, I think metalheads, 
metalheads like myself, and I listen to stuff, you know, I just, I put up a video last night about the new Cannibal Corpse album. You know, I love Cannibal Corpse, mm-hmm. and I love death metal, I love, like, Miss Sugar, yeah. you know, and, and just... Oh, I love Miss Sugar, yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. They're great. And uh, I think fans of that kind of music is going to appreciate uh, your, your album and uh, appreciate your band. It's just uh, some really, really great stuff. Um, but, uh, man, you're from Chicago, you know, and uh, we're, we're going to wrap things up here pretty soon. I don't want to keep you too long. But um, Chicago is a great, great city. I really love it. I'm from uh, originally around Pittsburgh myself. But, uh, okay, I got, yeah, I got a good friend that's here who's from Pittsburgh. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got that association. But it's 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 a beautiful city, and it really is. I visited there. My my brother lived there for a while, and I went out there periodically to uh, visit him, and, and just loved everything about it. Just a great city. And when I opened the show, I'm just like, there's something going on in Chicago right now. I think there's a great scene out there because uh, several months ago, I interviewed another band that was from Chicago, and they're kind of in the same vein called Coke Goat. And um, oh yeah, yeah, I know those guys. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, you know, so another great sort of post metal band going on there, and I'm like, wow, Chicago, you're you're really doing something. So I, I don't know, is it in the water? I mean, it's just maybe you're you're just in such a great city. It's, it's, it's easy to create. It's in the weather is where is where it's at these days, man. I mean, oh, yeah. we have a six month long, you know, frozen wasteland, you know, fucking Antarctic tundra uh, uh, winters, you know, that that are you know filled with snow and then uh and then it's it's, it's you know all that snow and all that you know uh, sub-zero weather you know falls on a, a gigantic you know like a metropolis city um you know <laughs> people just like living on top of each other um and everybody you know it's, it's a grim scene uh and you know you have to do something to uh kind of you know uh, vent that that out so I would, you know, if there's anything, you know, about the city, I would, that's what, that's the first thing that I would look to. Man. Well, I would, if if I had to pick another city to live in, other than Pittsburgh, because that's got my heart, but it would, it would definitely be Chicago. That that place is going on. I love Chicago. Yeah. I've been here for like uh, almost 15 years now and I I don't really, you know, care to go anywhere else because, uh, uh, you know, this, this place has everything you know, that I, that I want really. Yeah. Right on, right on. Well, man, it's been great talking with you tonight. Uh, of course, uh, the official website for beak is beakmusic.com and beak B A K right. just like the bird beak. Um, facebook.com. Sli- oh, right. Squid beak. Yeah, of course. Um, facebook.com slash beak music. Um, yep. uh, anything else I should mention here? Uh, web wise, media wise, uh, where people can, find out more about you um you know uh we also have Bandcamp. uh uh our our record will be wherever it is that you buy records um here on september 23rd um and we have a video um that you know we posted to our website um we're you know posting it around facebook um i believe metal injection uh that blog uh did a premiere of it a couple days ago oh, sweet so it's there if you want to you know it's there if you want to see it um but definitely see the video it, it's um really um brings a lot of you know the uh of, of the ideas of the music together um 
sort of in a, you know, very psychedelic sort of, you know, dark psychedelia, I guess. Um, it's, um, so we're, we're pretty proud of it. Um, and it's a great representation, you know, and, and first sort of introduction to, to what we're doing. So, uh, look for the video. It's light outside. That's the video, um, uh, on our website and, Beautiful. Uh, and, and elsewhere. Beautiful. Well, all the links and, um, it, it, the video is on YouTube. Is the video on YouTube? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, cool. Well, I'll, I'll uh, put that right in yeah. with the show notes on the website, too. So uh, you Great. can go right to uh, the link uh, that you'll get with this show and, and see everything awesome. with uh, you know, the website, Facebook, and uh, everything else. But, uh, man, right now, yeah. uh, as we're ending the show, um, uh, we're going to play Light Outside from the new album. And uh, great, great song. Is there anything... Is there a story behind this song? Uh, this is one you're really uh, sort of pushing right now and uh, sending out to the fans as uh, one of your flagship songs. So, uh, is there a story behind this at all? Any? any uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know we 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 don't, and you know, probably to our detriment, we do not, uh, you know, go into the, the the writing and recording process thinking, um, you know, okay, well, what's our single going to be, you know, and how do we make it a single? Um, I think you know that would probably. Uh, we could probably be better about that, but anyway. Um, so this, you know, this is one of the songs that is um, just kind of, I guess, we felt was more cohesive, um, and um, it also, you know, cohesive lyrically too. Uh, this is, you know, again, like goes back to what I was talking about. There's a lot of, you know, kind of big bang, you know, with all of the, uh, you know, those ideas, but you know, uh, that come along with it um, are are pretty, uh, I guess you know, expressed, uh, pretty directly, I guess, in this, um, maybe more so than, than any of the others. So it, it's, a, it's a, you know, we, I, we kind of picked it for, for those reasons and, and because we think it's, uh, you know, probably most representative of, you know, the, the concept of the record. Right on, right on. Well, John, thank you again for joining me, man. And uh, I really hope we can do this again. And just hang out. And... Yeah, I do too. It was really good talking to you, man. Cool, cool. Uh, I appreciate it all. Um, yeah, it was just fun. Absolutely. So we're going to call it a night. Here is, of course, light outside. John, have a good one, my friend. And uh, let's do this again. Okay, great. Thank you very much, man. Have a good night. All right, you too.